1: Get in the know, nonstop Viking Star. It's Purple Daily on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Welcome into a Saturday checkdown episode of Purple Daily. We're going to give you, uh, from time to time, these little short little checkdown episodes, otherwise known as the predictions that Judd and Declan both make on Wednesday. Write that down. Segments, checkdowns.
0: Well. um... Yeah, okay. It's true for me. I I can't speak for that. Oh,
1: wow. He just admits, just cops to it.
0: (laughs) I try to. Just cops to it.
1: Uh, The show is presented by our friends over at TCL, now an official partner of the NFL, one of the world's best-selling consumer electronics brands. They have a new lineup of award-winning TVs delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution, all at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. So... Been doing some soul searching here. I was telling you guys off the microphone, AJ in for Declan here for one more day as Declan completes his vacation uh in, in warmer sections of the country. Been doing some soul searching about my Kirk Cousins hate, if you will. It's not really hate, it's just I just want the Vikings to be a championship team at some point. And I think some of it stems from I am a 37-year-old adult male who's been watching the Vikings since about 1990 consciously. I remember parts of like the 90 and 91. I remember the end of the Jerry Burns run mm-hmm. into the beginning of the Dennis Green run in all of the 90s. So in my life, the Vikings haven't had what I would call a young, long-term franchise quarterback. And I think you can say the same throughout the 80s too, depending on how you want to classify Tommy Kramer. But what, how I've kind of defined this is young, meaning like they're in their early 20s when you when you get them. So they're kind of they're like you draft them, and they're yours. Right. Joe Burrow with the Bengals is going to be this. Patrick Mahomes, right. right. Troy Aikman with the Cowboys back in the 90s. Long term meaning seven to 10 years minimum. So it, it give me. Dante was like five, and then his knee blew out, so he. He checked the first box, which is he was homegrown. He was young. He was ours, right? And then his knee blew out, and it was it wound up being like a five-year run. Mm -hmm. Franchise meaning regularly considered one of the top seven-ish quarterbacks in the NFL, which is what – that's where I think Tommy Kramer probably goes sideways. Mm -hmm. There might have been a couple years where he popped up. And there's some subjectivity here, but Fran Tarkenton was this absolutely. Kirk Cousins – Five years, so he doesn't quite check the long term. I don't think he's ever really been considered a top, like, seven elite quarterback, and he certainly isn't young. They got him from Washington when he was, like, 28 years old. Right. So unless I'm missing something, by that definition, which, again, is sort of subjective, but seven-plus years, regularly considered among the best quarterbacks in the NFL, like, five to seven best quarterbacks in the NFL— Um. And a guy that you sort of cultivate from the draft. He's yours. Right. It's been 50 years since the Vikings have had that. And I set out, and we can get into some of this. I was curious, how many other teams are like the Vikings, where they're just kind of patchworking it? Maybe they find a Cousins for a few years. They whiff on a bunch of draft picks. But um, before I get into some of the things that I found there, do you have the same sort of you guys have been following this team forever. Like I'd like to see that for this franchise. Like who's where you like the Bengals know who their quarterback's going to be for 10 years. The chiefs know now the, the, the bills, right? We never know that with the, when's the last time you felt like, Oh yeah, this is the Vikings quarterback for the next 10 years. Maybe Dante before the knee.
0: Yeah. The last guy that came close was Culpepper for sure. Um, which is also why you have to take chances on drafting, Hmm keep in mind i mean this franchise in 1999 had brad johnson they included him in the trade they they had um cunningham like they had they had quarterbacks who the vikings don't ordinarily draft because in their mind they've had guys um but and this is where you get into are you willing to draft a guy who you might not even need at that time because you see the potential to fit this bill yeah. quite frankly the vikings have fit have far too rarely shopped for this guy that's my biggest problem. It's not only the whiffs, it's more it's more so the deciding that you're afraid to whiff and so that you don't make the pick. I mean, Ponder isn't a perfect example of a guy that they perceived and they were absolutely wrong. But go through the drafts and look at the amount of times where the Vikings had a veteran QB or they felt he's good enough, so they didn't take a chance. Yeah. And and so that's where that's where I would hope that they hired Quasi and O'Connell. With a conscious decision of, no, we are going to now find people who can at least know what they're doing in taking that chance. Because the Vikings, you know, I I mean, I can go through the list, Phil, since 2000, right? Of guys that they've drafted and thought, okay, that's going to be the guy. They went into 2000 with Culpepper. Unfortunately, in 2005, his knee blew up. They tried on Ponder. They tried on Teddy. And unfortunately, again, his leg blew up. But they have not, since Tarkington, I don't think they have... If you go back through, and I think we did this on the old show once, it is really remarkable the amount of times that they haven't
1: taken swings
0: because of assumptions or they were afraid that if they took yeah. the swing, it might fail.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, they so they've taken four swings since 1977 on first or second round quarterbacks. Yeah. Now, there was a, there was a Vikings blog, I believe it's Vikings Territory, Uh, run by dustin baker that tried to dunk on our episode where we said hey they've only done this four times since 1977 that doesn't seem like enough and he came in and tried to say well the average team has only drafted four and a half quarterbacks in the first or second round over that stretch therefore stop complaining right Mm -hmm. and my counter to that would be okay well let's Let's just look at the teams that have never found the guy, right? and the Vikings are in that boat, and four is less than four and four and a half being average there, so you could still say that they are drafting at a below average rate taking swings in the first and second round in quarterbacks being a franchise that largely whiffs, like you should be taking more chances. So it kind of validates the point even more. I have counted of the thirty two franchises. I believe 23 of them have found this quarterback at least once or more since the 1970s. I'm counting the current Chiefs, Ravens, and Jaguars. And now, the Ravens have to figure out this Lamar contract situation, but I do think Mahomes, Lamar, and Trevor Lawrence are checking that box for those three franchises. The Bengals have had, and I'm counting Burrow for the Bengals, but they also had Boomer Esiason was was kind of this guy a couple Super Bowls in the 80s right mm-hmm. Patriots Tom Brady Bills have had Josh Allen Jim Kelly Cowboys Troy Aikman Tony Romo and again I'm kind of saying like among the seven-ish best quarterbacks in the league throughout the majority of your time Ro- Romo was in there Aikman was in there Aikman. Packers Farvin Rogers Hall of Famers Colts Manning and Luck Luck would have been a Hall of Famer if he had kept playing Steelers Big Ben Giants, Eli Manning, and Phil Sims. Although, Eli, it's funny because Eli Manning usually wasn't one of the seven best, but he also, like, he was there forever and played like one of the best when they needed him the most a couple of times, so I think he counts. Dolphins, Dan Marino. Uh, Commanders had Joe Theismann for a decade. They've been searching ever since. Eagles, McNabb, Randall Cunningham, and Ron Jaworski. Nice run for the Eagles with franchise, yeah. young yeah, franchise quarterback. I think they got jaws from the Rams. Okay, so they did make a trade there. So they, I think that, yeah. But he was young. Uh, 49ers, Joe Montana, Steve Young. Seahawks had Russell Wilson. Titans, Steve McNair. That's a borderline one. He was there for a long time. I don't know if he was always like a top seven quarterback. Saints with Drew Brees. Broncos with John Elway. Chargers, Philip Rivers, Dan Fouts, maybe now Justin Herbert. They've had a nice run of quarterbacks. Uh, Falcons, Mike Vick, and Matt Ryan. Mm-hmm. Raiders? I don't know, man. Derek Carr was there for a long time. Yeah, I I would say no. And then they've had mercenaries like Rich Gannon and Carson Palmer, but they're kind of fringe. Yep. Uh, Panthers had Cam Newton. I think he would qualify for a stretch. So that leaves like 19, like a third of the league is in the same boat as the Vikings. The Lions, the Browns, the Jets, no franchise quarterbacks, like long-term elite franchise quarterbacks. The Bears, unless you want to count Jay Cutler, I don't think I do. I don't think he was ever, like, no, regularly a top-seven quarterback. Yeah, I yes. The Bears, I don't count. Texans had Matt Schaub for a while, but... Oh, Vikings loved know, him. Man. Did they? Yeah, they loved him. I think they tried to fire him.
0: him. Wow. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, he he washed out fairly quickly, if memory serves.
1: Cardinals are four years into Kyler Murray, but... That's kind of going sideways. Tampa Bay, uh, they won Super Bowls with mercenaries Brad Johnson and Tom Brady, but they've never found the long-term guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the Rams, the Rams had Kurt Warner for like four years, even though he was he was a Hall of Famer. Yep. Then they have Mark Bulger, Sam Bradford, Jared Goff, Matthew Stafford. So they've like been to a bunch of Super Bowls, but they've never had like the seven to ten year guy despite that. So, you know, yeah, kind of interesting when you, the Vikings aren't alone, but I would, I would love for them at some point. And well, you just going to snap your fingers and just draft a Patrick Mahomes. Well, the chiefs did. Well, <laughs> so yeah. y- yes, that's what I would like to see at some point, maybe not right. quite Patrick Mahomes. He's the greatest quarterback of all time, but well, you know.
0: and I, I think the most important question too, and the Vikings have had this, but probably not enough is do you have the infrastructure to develop that player, too. Yeah. You know, like, Denny, say what you want about him, but I still contend he was a damn good coach. And he took Culpepper, and they they milked about as much as you possibly could from Dante. Yeah. That 2004 remains an incredible year. Um, I, I didn't, when, when I covered him in 2005, before he got hurt, I was not a huge fan, and things went sideways very quickly. But if you look at what they got from Culpepper, after drafting him and surprising a lot of, of folks with that pick. I think he was the 11th overall pick when they made that trade. Um, they they really got a lot from him. You know, Childress took Tavares Jackson. If Tavares Jackson ha- had a chance to be good, Brad certainly didn't maximize it. Yeah. So, like, that's the other question is, and, and you know, Zimmer was never going to uh, care a lot or maximize a quarterback who wasn't like, Like, Teddy was his perfect guy, but he's probably not the perfect QB, right? Like, probably not the perfect, oh, my God, this guy can do this, this, and this. So the reality is, can O'Connell, can he now not only identify that that guy, but with the warts, can he then develop that guy? Because your list went through a lot of guys who were given a really good quarterback infrastructure.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, you do wonder if some of these guys would have wound up with you know, other coaches or organizations. I mean, the Tom Brady one is the one that everyone debates. Like, what if he yep. had been drafted by the Browns but I mean, what's something?
0: Mahomes, and I'm not saying he wouldn't be very damn good still, okay? But if Mahomes doesn't get Reed, who, by the way, had gone through a lot with McNabb, I think that Andy Reed in Philadelphia learned a ton. Because mm-hmm. there were a lot of years where it's like they can't get past the conference championship game, right? Yeah. yeah. And now he listens to young, you know, he's got young offensive minds around him. And and Mahomes deserves a ton of credit for his own development. But that's my question. Take Patrick Mahomes and put him on the Raiders. Not saying he wouldn't be good, but does it work this well?
1: Yeah, the partnership that. with Reed, just like the partnership between Brady and but be- 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 Belichick was a defensive minded coach, but they both had kind of the same toughness and want to yeah. just gouge the eyes out of their opponents. So, yeah, it's circumstance, but maybe the Vikings... I think the Vikings have really good infrastructure whenever they do decide to take this shot. This year, next year, you've got a tight end, you've got a receiver, you've got offensive tackles, you've got a head coach, so... So we'll see. Speaking of mocking and drafts, I want to
0: mock. Mock.
1: We have for you, just released late this week, the Athletics 2023 Beat Writer Mock, where each beat writer for each team basically plays general manager, and they're allowed to you know interact and make trades with each other as well. Wow. Yeah. Big break for our our guy Alec, who is now on.
0: Wild beat a young a young guy who's been very good, but this is a lot of pressure. He's on the Wild beat now, or I'm sorry, on the Vikings beat.
1: Okay, I was like, wow,
0: yeah, no. Mike I'm sorry, I was talking so much previously with AJ <laughs> about the Wild
1: that I had a brain schism. So uh, let's go through this here. Let's see, see. I have this is the first time I'm opening this up here. So we have a trade right out of the gate here. The Indianapolis Colts have traded up for Bryce Young as the yeah. number one overall pick. Uh, We've done about 19 of these mock drafts now. Over half of them have the Vikings taking cornerback in the first round, so we'll see what they've got. Uh, The Colts received the number one pick. The Bears received the number four pick, a second-round pick, a fifth-round pick, and a future first-round pick from Indianapolis to move up just three spots. It's good to be bad. (laughs) My God. Uh, Judd's envy of the Bears knows no bounds. They're going to win two games again next year, and Judd's going to be like, yes, this is my franchise. They (laughs) might
0: go out and sign some guys.
1: Not positives are going to be as bad as they were. Well, they have to go sign some guys. They've got uh, a lot yes. of money burning the hole. CJ Stroud, number two to the Texans. Okay. Will Anderson to the Cardinals. Jalen Carter to the Falcons in a trade with the Bears. So the Bears are trading. Oh,
0: oh the Bears are going crazy.
1: So Falcons move up to four. <laughs> Bears move back to eight and collect an additional second rounder and a second rounder next year. So the Bears have now picked up three extra seconds between now and next year, an extra first. To stay in the top 10. Raiders draft Anthony Richardson, number five, in a trade with the Seahawks. These trading beat writers. It's hilarious. (laughs) Wouldn't you? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, I mean, you'd be moving all around the board. We have another trade. The Panthers (laughs) trading up to six to draft Will Levis from Kentucky. So now all four top quarterbacks off the board in the first six picks. Okay, let's scroll here. Uh, Bears wind up with the offensive tackle from Northwestern, so he can just kind of walk to the stadium. <laughs> uh Devin Witherspoon, cornerback Illinois to the Lions. He's the first cornerback off the board. First receiver goes to the Texans at twelve, Quentin Johnston. Um Joey Porter Jr. to the Patriots at 14. Scrolling. Let's see here. Let's just get to, down a bit. Oh, there's Bijan Robinson, the running back to the to the Lions at 18. Okay. Drew Sanders, li- early linebacker here from Arkansas to the Bucks at 19. And then uh, the Vikings. Let's get to the Vikings. Oh, wait a second. Nope, there we go. 24. They're picking in slot. This is from Alec Lewis, who covers the team. This is not just someone who doesn't know what he's looking at. Yes. At number 24, according to the Athletic, the Vikings select out of the University of Clemson defensive tackle, Brian, is it Breesy? Bressy? Whatever.
0: I want a mock. Oh. Wow. All
1: right, yeah. I want. So trading down was an option. Selecting a cornerback could make sense here, but uh Brisey plugs a key gap in the Vikings roster. A pass rushing uh he's a pass rushing potential for a defensive line that needs it, especially considering the Vikings' current depth at the position. Dalvin Tomlinson, who this past season was the Vikings' best force up front, could become a free agent depending how negotiations play out. Harrison Phillips, reliable and run-stopping. Tonga emerged late in the season. Still, Minnesota needs more help at the spot. He does have an injury history, an ACL tear, oh. and kidney infection.
0: Oh, no, Alec, what have you done?
1: But ultimately, the future outlook and upside bode well for a new-look defense under Brian Flores.
0: Oh, no, he's going to be in the tub. He can't make the club in a tub. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no. So there you go. They, they're drafting an injured interior no. defensive lineman with... To
0: pair with Kidney
1: failure. (laughs) Andrew
0: Booth and this kid can spend time together in the rehab room.
1: Oh, All right, that's the first time we've seen him going to the Vikings, so props to to the Athletic and Alec Lewis for at least finding a new angle here on a Vikings mock draft. I want a mock! Mock! I don't like it. I don't want a guy with an injury history already. (laughs) All right, well, you can uh, send an angry tweet to Alec and... Find yeah, it out publicly if I just if you might want do that. It. I just might do that. All right, that's a wrap on this checkdown episode of Purple Daily. Thanks for hanging out with us. Please click the subscribe button and the like button on the YouTube channel. Help spread the word about this Vikings fan community. You guys are helping us build, and we'll see you tomorrow.